89.7 FM and online at oldhamcommunityradio.com and featuring all that's best from the King of Instruments. This is Community Keyboards with Ian Wollstenholm. Community Keyboards on air and online, featuring music, conversation and events from the organ and keyboard music world. And for the first time in well over a year, I can say that we'll be hearing from the ex-Gaumont Oldham Wurlitzer in its Victoria Hall, Saltaire near Shipley Home, in the very capable hands of Chris Powell, who'll be joining me live for a chat about what it's finally like to be back in front of a real audience. Yes, it's concert time then, so sit back and let's join the audience as they welcome to the console Chris Powell.
I suppose it's a case of welcome back almost, <laughs> isn't it really? <laughs> Thank you Ian, yeah, well it, it's quite exciting today isn't it because it's the sort of the first proper theatre organ concert that, that I've done for quite some time now. Uh, we did an electronic one about two weeks ago in Hazelgrove yes. in Stockport which was very successful, a small crowd but yeah. but yeah so it's kind of like great to be back in the saddle again so to speak. <laughs> I mean it's an obvious question, what, what's the last year really been like for you as a musician? Well I think I can answer that that has <laughs> been very very little happening. Uh, I've done a couple of things uh, Two uh, visits to the Mechanical Music Museum at Brentford, of course the Kew Gardens area. Yeah. The wonderful Whirlitzer that they've got there, we, we went down, took electronics as well, so we played the Whirly and, and did the uh, so myself and Joanne with that. That was very exciting. And also a weekend down in a little place called Woodchurch near Ashford in Kent. A wonderful setup there where they set it up for outside with the proms. So we had a couple of organs there on sort of a decking there with a canopy. And then everybody came, you know, they, they put the chairs out, brought their umbrellas if they needed them, that sort of thing. So that was great fun. But other than that, it's been yeah. a damp squib, hasn't it? Yeah. I, I guess um, certainly anybody that's been looking at your uh, Facebook page and uh, social media uh, lines, well, social media has just been that, hasn't it? It's been a lifeline yeah. for you, I guess. Well, yeah, it was actually going back to last March. Joanne's brother, Richard, said, why don't you go live once a week just to keep people in the loop? <laughs> you know, to sort of keep that, that extended family going thing. Yeah. And that's what we've done. We've done, apart from uh, two or three weeks over Christmas that we missed, we've tried to sort of go on every Thursday night at eight o'clock and do three hours of, of music. Uh, you know, Joe does a certain amount with me. And, and it's a bit of fun, it, you know. You do hear the things on the grapevine, people say, oh, it's not done properly. You need at least three cameras, you need lighting. You need... It's not about that. It, it's an open invitation to, to our front room, into our music room on a Thursday night, for a couple of hours. So. Yeah, I mean, you treat it just as that, at, yeah. at, at home with Chris and Joe kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that said, you know, you, you, you've mm. just mentioned there the expectations that people have obviously accrued over the last 12 months yeah. or so. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're, they're sort of sitting now in their homes and go, right, entertain me, yeah. all you organists <laughs> who aren't earning anything by by going uh, online and doing yeah. this kind of thing. Mm. And I think getting, do you think they're getting a little bit, bit more demanding now with that side of Well, there is the that production. to it, yeah. I mean, when you think, it's all for nothing, isn't yeah, it? That's the thing. Yeah. And I know some of my colleagues have tried to instigate PayPal accounts and different things. Yeah. But one or two have tried to do it properly, but they haven't really bitten. You know, they haven't mm. uh, gone for it. I think people just expect something for nothing. So we've just carried on doing it for nothing with the view in mind that hopefully, you know, when things get back to normal, they'll hopefully start to come back to the to the venues again and pay on the door, etc, etc. Uh, Are you hopeful that that will be the case? You know, there's two, there's two <laughs> types of people, aren't there? The glass half full and the glass half empty. And yeah, I'm a little bit of yeah. both at the minute because I know full well it's never going to be back to what it used to be. And, and I think that's a sad fact, isn't it? Uh, I know already of venues that won't reopen, uh, dancers that won't start again, you know, they're doing other things. And unfortunately, and just you know, getting on my soapbox for two seconds, but I've heard too many people say that they're frightened, they're scared. And I think they've got to try and be the opposite now, haven't they? Life has to go on yes, and we've exactly. got to try and be positive. 
you know, I, I have had both vaccinations. I'm sure yes. you have. Yeah, uh, yeah. So that that's a good thing, isn't it? So yeah, we've got to absolutely. try and look we're to both, the future. We're both of that age. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it, right. It's <laughs> quite scary, isn't it? Really. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's talk about the Wurlitzer because mm. obviously this is one of the most gorgeous Wurlitzers yes, in the it UK, is. if not in the world, to be honest. It is. It's certainly one of the most travelled, isn't it? I mean, that, well, it is. It's well, we've got Trinity Art Centre, Dale Hall. That's right. Yeah. Ritz and here. Have you played it in all those no, different settings, no. or is when, when did you kind of okay, jump okay. on the bench for the first time? It was at Pudsey, okay. know, going back to the early 90s, because I was obviously familiar. I had, lots of people told me about Hampsweight and putting the 50p's in the, in yes. the meter, etc., etc. But no, it was when it went into the Trinity Arts Centre. I think I did a concert there in 1992, something like that. Uh, and then played it many times in, in Brighouse, yeah. which was a, a fabulous venue as well. But I think, you know, this is superb, isn't it? The acoustic as well. The here, acoustics. It's a beautiful place. It's never sounded better. And I mean, they've done so much wonderful work with it. And they're not finished yet, you know, there's still things happening. It's incredible, it really is.
And Chris Powell played the opening marches, Brass Buttons, March of the Cobblers and the Dambusters, and uh, Hoagie Carmichael's The Nearness of You. Back after the break. On air at 99.7 FM and online at oldhamcommunityradio.com, this is Community Keyboards with Ian Wollstoneholm. And welcome back to the programme as we rejoin the audience at the Victoria Hall in Saltaire on the 13th of June last month with Chris Powell at the Mighty Wurlitzer and this Latin Fiesta selection. Thank you. 
Well, it's great to get back. We've been... Um, last time we came here was 15 months ago when we had Kevin Morgan. Uh, restarting today as a trial, and we're the only Cinema Wrong Society District trialling restarting at the moment. And I think it's been a success. Um, again, we're quite a bit rusty, because we we're not in the routine, but I think everything's uh, turned out well today. I mean, these instruments probably don't take too kindly to being left in disuse for any length of time. So what, what's been happening while the whole world's been locked down to keep the old lady going and <laughs> sounding so well as she has done today? We've done quite a lot of maintenance on the organ when we've had the opportunity. We've had four new diaphone resonators made because the originals were destroyed at Hansworth. So these were made to all its respect, so it puts it back to what it was when it was at Oldham in, in the Gormont uh, cinema. We've done work on the crummet chest as well. Bottom boards have been redone. Uh, the carcass is out at the minute, so the crummet's not speaking at the moment, but hopefully in a month's time we should have it back. Um, we've had a couple of regulators re-leathered as well in the solo. So a lot of work, a lot of expense, but I think like, the pedal section's sounding better than it's ever done before. The, the diaphones are speaking better. Uh, the chest was re-leathered as well, so it's not just the four new resonators. We've actually got the re-leathered chest. So it's speaking... You know, probably like it's not done since it was installed at Oldham. How confident are you that audiences are going to come back and support all the work that you and the other COS districts do? Difficult question to answer because obviously we've never had anything like this before. There's obviously a passion for some people to come back, but it's getting back into that routine. So you've got to start somewhere and that's where we are today. And obviously Chris Powell's not performed for a long time either, so he's really glad to get the opportunity. And I think the people who's come today has enjoyed it. And I'm sure all the committee and helpers have as well, because we've been completely out of this for 15 months, you know. And you heard there the voice of Richard Stevenson, the Cinema Organ Society's Northern District Secretary. And he, and indeed the whole team, really should be warmly congratulated on taking the very brave step to restart concerts at Soltaire. Well, more music from Chris Powell at the Wurlitzer in a moment. Featuring all its best from the King of Instruments on Community Keyboards.
famous Vidor Toccata showing the classical voices of the 312 Wurlitzer in the Victoria Hall with Chris Powell at the console. Now, just before the finale of uh, the concert, let's join Andy Carville, who has another listener dilemma in this month's Ask Andy. about using the accompaniment styles that you find on well just about every instrument these days digital instruments anyway um, be that an organ or a keyboard or uh, even a digital piano that has the rhythms and um, his question was how do I make the most of these accompaniment styles because he was sort of saying that, that he plays them uses them but it never sounds that sort of good or that professional mm. for want of a better word so it's just a little sort of history lesson um when i first started in this um in this industry way 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 back in the dark ages of the sort of <laughs> late 70s there was just some new features started to appear on on organs at the time really there was only at that time there was only organs or there was acoustic pianos and these new features were designed to make things a little bit easier for the beginner to play and um so you used to have a good old rhythm unit, a rhythm drum section playing away, and then you could add some extra parts in. And all the manufacturers at the time had different names for these parts. I remember I, I used to work for Gem in the late 70s, and they used to call them extra men. <laughs> so you used to hold a chord down and you'd have this sound, sort of perhaps an arpeggio or some form of sort of extra uh, backing going on with your left hand frankly it in if you look back in the day it didn't sound that good it sounded like an early sort of atari computer noise really <laughs> to be honest but it was novel and it was a bit of fun and um, used in conjunction with things like single finger chords etc you used to be able to play some simple tunes quite easily and all these things would happen automatically around you that's how it all started and as i say i remember baldwin had phantom fingers i think they called them and lowry had something called the genie section which added all these extra extra things in for you but as the as the technology has got so much better over the years since the late 70s the accompaniment patterns and backings have become fantastic truly fantastic and in actual fact that they, they do now sound like a full orchestra or a band accompanying your playing and they're called styles because they come in all of these different styles of music so you have for example some jazz styles on the swings you maybe have latin american styles you can put on a bossa nova and you get a bossa nova band accompanying your playing but like everything there are a few little hints and tips 
to actually make the most of these features. Because if you use them slightly wrongly, you can sort of clash with the accompaniment style rather than let that enhance your performance. Styles tend to be in three, perhaps three and a half, and I'll explain what I mean by the half in a moment, but three main sections. And they tend to be introductions, then you get the main body of the style, and then you have an ending. There's a half there, an extra bit, because you've got so many varieties. You don't just have one introduction. I've got a Korg at home at the moment, Korg PA1000. Fantastic. It's got three different introductions. It's got four variations of the main theme, and then it's got three endings as well. And in addition to that, you even get drum fills. And drum fills are like, if you watch a big band, uh, the drummer will do little fill-ins every eight bars or so, and he'll crash the cymbals and he'll run around his drum kit and do all sorts of things. And you can you can copy that using the fillings that are available in the style. So there's a there's a ma- major tip here, and this uh, I've seen many people do this over the years. And there's an old saying, well, there certainly is in Leicester anyway, which is, if you've got a dog, don't bark yourself. <laughs> And what I mean by that is, if you're using one of the introductions, you're best to just let the introduction do its thing, play the full introduction, and then you start when the introduction ends. Now, that's a bit of a skill in itself, because you've got to get to know each style. You need to know when intro variation one on my bossa nova is going to finish so that I can start playing. There are, depending on which instrument you have at home, uh, again, I mentioned my chord that I have here. This actually counts down for me. So when I start my introduction, a little counter reader comes up in the uh, in the screen, which says minus eight. It means you've got eight bars to go of this introduction before you actually start to play. And that's really quite important. Let the style do its thing, and then you start to play at the end of the introduction. And if you have something like a countdown meter, you know, that's counting down that introduction for you, definitely take notice of it and definitely use it. And also the same thing at the ending. Now, the ending's going to end the piece anyway, so you don't have to worry too much about the ending, but don't play along with the ending. Unless you've got fabulous ears like somebody like Harry Stone or Alan Haven or those great players, because you'll have probably very complicated harmonic sort of changes built into those intros and endings. And that's why just let it do its thing, because it will sound fantastic. Sounds brilliant. You play the melody, you press the ending, let it do its thing. And that's the end of the piece of music. So that's a very, very important aspect, getting the introductions right and getting the endings right. Just let them do their thing and uh, introduce the piece and finish the piece. I mentioned earlier that the main bodies of styles have got variations. I have four variations on my uh, on my instrument here. And the idea of having four variations is variation one may be a very simple variation. And as you go up through there from one to two to three, three to four, the style gets a little bit more fuller. You get more instruments coming in. You maybe get a brass section coming in. You maybe get strings come in and it's just for variety uh, an interest well an important part of uh, any musical performance is that you vary the piece as you go along and these variations do it for you 
And um, don't know, think that just because the variation number four on my keyboard is the fullest, that that's great. That's the one I'm going to use all the time. Do use the simple ones because it just adds a lot of contrast into your playing. It's it's quite important. And uh, I mentioned fills. The fills, uh, as I say, are, are really good. And if you watch a real drummer, they put fills into their performance. But don't overdo them. That's another very f- common mistake that I see lots of people doing. It's almost like they play a fill every two bars or something along those lines. And, and frankly, it just gets too much. So think about um, music perhaps in an eight bar sort of cycle, perhaps use your fill, perhaps change your variation at the end of those eight bar cycles. They're the sort of basic features that you need to be aware of on your instrument. The most important one, though, we touched on is the intros and endings. Let them do their thing and you start to play at the end of the intro. Some more advanced features just just to touch on that and, and this may not be available on your instrument or it may be available on your instrument. It's something I can do on the one I have here. And that is actually you can rebalance. You can even get into the style and rebalance the things and take parts out if you want to. So, for example, a Dixieland band, that's a that's a style which is on many, many instruments. And what you may find there is your Dixieland band is very full. But if you go to the pub on a summer's afternoon on a Sunday, you might have a little Dixieland band in the corner, which is just four people. So if you want to pair that, chop that uh, Dixieland style down, you can go in there, you can take out all the big brass and you can ta- and just leave a bass player, perhaps a little drummer and a banjo player. And then you can play uh, your melody line in. Again, it's just good for variety. So I hope that uh, that helps, Mr. Hemmings, and I hope that gives a few hints and tips on how to get the best out of the style department. I hope that helps. Thank you very much indeed. Andy, appreciate your time once again, and um, we'll uh, we'll ask Andy again in uh, the not too distant future. example of styles and fills there with Andy Carville's own composition on Korg PA1000 entitled A Cup of Char-Char. And thanks to Andy, and don't forget that if you have a question about playing or getting the very best out of your instrument, then do drop an email to communitykeyboards at gmail.com and we'll try to help. Okay, 12th Street Rag finale time it is from the recent concert from Chris Powell at the Saltair Wurlitzer. Thank you. 
Street Rag, and uh, once again, thanks to Chris Powell for his kind permission to include some of the musical items in the programme today, and to the COS Northern District for their kind hospitality also. The concert was recorded at the Victoria Hall in Saltaire on the 13th of June 2021, observing current social distancing and precautions and using Zoom H4N Pro Recorder with no added post-production from a seat in the audience perspective. A quick reminder that you can listen again to anything you might have missed by going to the oldhamcommunityradio.com player or catch up via the programme's podcast at anchor.fm forward stroke community keyboards available from your usual podcast provider. For now, this is Ian Wollstone-Holm saying thanks very much for your company. Take care, all the best, and bye-bye.